Welcome to the Business of Dance podcast, where we discuss business growth, dance education, creating your dream business, and falling in love with your studio all over again. Now, here's your host, business coach, educator, and owner of Dance Energy Studios, Claire O'Shea. Hi everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Business of Dance podcast. My name is Claire O'Shea and I'm so thrilled that you're taking the time to join me this week. In the past, I've discussed the positives of technology and the advantages it has when running a business. But on the contrary, it has also become the number one distraction, especially for those of a younger generation. It can be a challenge to achieve the full attention of students, whether at school or in a dance studio, and even after you may ban phones from entering the classroom, they still may seem to have them on their drink breaks or even between classes. The fact is, even if they aren't using them at the studio, the attention span these days of the generation known as face glued to their phones, seems to be getting shorter every day. So in order to capture their attention and keep them interested for longer periods of time, you will have to devise certain techniques within your lesson plans and share those with your teachers in order to achieve this. In today's episode, I'll be giving you an idea of what these techniques look like so you and your team members can have a stress-free, distraction-free, flowing dance class. Let's dive into the episode. This podcast episode is brought to you by the Business of Dance Facebook group, a free community for dance educators, business owners, and entrepreneurs to support and inspire one another as they grow their business into an empire. Join us today by going to facebook.com slash groups slash business of dance. So what are the techniques you can apply to create a distraction-free dance class? I recommend keeping students on their toes with small surprises. So a great way to keep students focused and engaged is to leave no room for distractions. Of course, you don't want to throw too much at them at any one time, but keeping them on their toes, pun intended, either musically or technically, while switching things up within the structure of a combination can allow them to focus on the steps and keep their brains active. The key to keeping them engaged is to get them excited and active so that they can focus on what is happening in the moment. This could also include something special like a surprise prop box for your younger students. So each lesson, once they've completed a set of exercise or your focus for the day, the students are then able to open the box and reveal what prop they are integrating in the classroom that day. The prop could have direct correlation to the exercise focus for the day to assist with repetition or just something fun to create a bit of flavor and interest in the class. For older students, this can also involve changing places at the bar regularly or between exercises. I recommend switching things up from your normal class routine, which will allow them to be more attentive, get out of their comfort zone and more willing to pay attention. Now, think about this. Are you always warming up in the center, followed by corner work and finishing with a routine? If so, that's totally fine and a beautiful way to structure a class. But something to think about. Why not try incorporating a warm-up game, an obstacle course, or a fitness circuit? And instead of doing an exercise from the corner of the room, why not in a circle? I just recommend trying to mix things up to create a bit of fun, some laughter, and intrigue for the students in your classes. 
Also ensure transitions, and particularly for those younger students, are quick or choreographed. For example, I have recently seen some really great videos online where a creative teacher choreographed a dance for the transitions. And it was really fantastic and I loved it. And I am I have a Bachelor of Early Childhood Education. So this particular Facebook site, and you can find them at Discover Dance, Early Childhood Dance Education. But as an early childhood education trained teacher, their methods and what they include are really educational and play-based, which is fantastic for the child's development and for their attention span. So I'll make sure to include them in the show notes as well, but you can find them just by searching Discover Dance Early Childhood Dance Education. And they have some really fantastic like songs and welcome songs and things for your preschool classes, which I'm sure you will love. My next tip is getting them involved. So allow the students to take initiative in the classroom. Getting a student or students to lead the warm up or cool down, obviously supervised, or even to add a section to the choreography can keep them engaged by allowing them to step up and use their creativity. Even giving little assignments before the class starts that will be discussed at the end of the class. For example, what are they struggling with at the moment and how do they overcome their obstacles? will keep them more focused during class as they know they will be asked to answer questions later. Just make sure you follow through and allow time for each student to answer at the end. Even something as simple as allowing the students to play music they enjoy dancing to. So I'm not a huge music buff and the kids always have a go at me for having like old school music and you know I don't really tend to follow trends or keep up to date with all of the cool new songs so you know some weeks in class they'll ask them you know what's your favorite song this week and someone will yell out something and I will just quickly download it and then we can use it in our classroom and the kids really get a kick out of giving well something basically giving me something to do they probably like that and that I really value their opinion and their input in the classroom. So this would be probably more useful for like progressions or a warm up and just make sure that you create clear parameters for appropriate music that is used. But generally, if you're always doing this, the students will know what is and what is not acceptable to recommend. So by allowing them to select some music, it really allows the students to feel more in control and they're not just a student but can, you know, help assist, teach and influence their peers, which will keep them engaged and boost their confidence as well. So bonus. Next up, remind them why they are taking dance classes in the first place. Allow them to be reminded why they want to be there and why they started to take dance classes to begin with. Maybe they are more distracted some days than others, but when they are reminded of why they are in the class to begin with, they can have a clear focus on their goals and have more motivation to pay attention. So you could simply do this by asking them a question and getting them to respond, by writing it down on a piece of paper and sticking it up on the wall, by writing it down and putting it in a jar and drawing one out each week to see which one they're going to read that day. Just creating little things to really allow the students to feel valued and that you really care about why they do things is really important. You could even get them to say affirmations every time they enter the classroom to start the class off in a positive way. For example, some teachers create a little mini chant for their studio or for younger students, you may want to incorporate a welcome song that really frames a class in a positive light to make the kids excited and really prepared to start their class. 
you'd always have them choose a move they've always wanted to do, which to be honest is probably something they've seen on Instagram or YouTube or hopefully maybe something that they've seen the older students do, which is really lovely. Or it could even be a sequence they are currently struggling with and really want to get it down pat. At the beginning of each term, allow the class a few minutes to create a term goal, whether that be individually or as a collective, on a piece of paper or you know on little notes and hang it up on the wall and refer back to it each lesson. It'll really make them accountable for the plans and the goals that they've created and should create a real purpose and structure to each lesson. When they set their own goals and understand the reasons behind them, this will also educate them on the importance of integrity. My next tip was to encourage critical thinking. So instead of presenting students with answers for every problem that may arise, allow them to offer examples and get the students to draw their own conclusions. Asking a lot of questions is a great way for them to show an understanding of the knowledge that they have and share it with the others in the classroom. By getting them to respond to questions and incorporating them into conversations and discussions, it really engages students and allows them to feel like a participant rather than the one who is being lectured. And as a bonus, this encourages really fantastic analysis skills. Another tip is to involve a reward system within your classroom. So this doesn't always have to mean they get free things like lollies, but children love knowing that if they did something good, they will be rewarded. So you can devise your own unique reward system when they execute a routine or move they've been working on, answered a question correctly or take an initiative within the classroom. Although you want them to take initiative for themselves rather than just for a prize, this is simply a conditioning exercise and the rewards can be as simple as choosing the music for a warm-up or that they get to pick something to work on for the last 10 minutes of class, such as their favourite exercise or even picking a really quick game at the end of class. At my studio, we have introduced a Student Feature Friday where we nominate one student from across the studio each week to be highlighted. So they get their photo taken and asked a few questions about their favourite dance style, their hobbies, favourite food and things like that. We also ask them why they love to dance or why they love dance energy and this then gets scheduled each Friday on all of our social media channels. It gets emailed to their parent and added to the special Feature Friday wall at the studio. As a bonus, these posts help get the name of the studio out there as parents love sharing about how proud they are of their children. And lastly, with regards to a reward system, we all know the power of a simple sticker. Next, allow them to appreciate technology when it is needed. So this means when the time does come, when you allow the students to grab their phone to record a routine for their friends or take a picture of them executing a move to see their improvement, it will really allow them to appreciate the power of technology and understand when it is just a one-time deal. A great tool on all phones is to analyze jumps and turns and things in the slow-mo feature. It can really allow a group to break down the fundamental elements of the step and see what they are needing to work on next. From there, you can simply go back to a strict no phone rule so they will differentiate the time spent in the classroom, focused on their dance goals and their downtime when the technology is permitted. As a studio owner and mentor for your own teachers or as a teacher yourself, create a yearly overview, term plan and weekly lesson plan or breakdown. So we all know that each teacher is different and not everyone requires an extremely detailed lesson plan to follow during class. But by having an understanding of the goals for the year as well as the term or the season, you'll be able to determine the amount of work that is needed to be planned into every class as well as ensure there is a variety of technique, warm-up and different exercises included. 
As a studio owner, creating a term guide or plan with expected outcomes and requirements is a great way to ensure all teachers are on the same page and a way for you to guarantee consistency, high quality and amazing outcomes. Studio owners could also create their own hub or resource library on something like Trello that has links to videos and resources, lesson plans, fun ideas, a prop library, the sky's the limit. So ultimately you could really create a beautiful systemized and automated yearly plan to ensure that every student at your studio has an exceptional experience every single lesson. At the end of the day, there may be no silver bullet for keeping students engaged in the classrooms at all times, but there are many simple techniques educators like yourself can apply that will improve their chances of success. By incorporating some of these techniques I mentioned in this episode, you and your team can achieve the shift to take place for your students to achieve progress in your studio's classroom. Now, for next week, I'm so excited to bring you an episode where I discuss all about starting your studio from scratch. So it's the basics, the 101, but even if you have an established studio or a very well-established studio, I am hoping that you will find a lot of this stuff valuable and probably interesting to see, you know, how we started at the time and how you'd recommend starting in hindsight, as many of us will know. So for more Business of Dance, please like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram at Claire O'Shea Coaching. So that's C-L-A-I-R-E-O-S-H-E-A Coaching. If you have any questions, topic suggestions, or wish to be a guest on the podcast, please contact us at podcast at businessofdance.net. Thank you so much for joining me on today's episode. I really appreciate all the time that you would spend listening to this and hope that you find this a really valuable and educational topic that you can include in your schedule or even share with your teachers. Have a fantastic week wherever you are and I look forward to catching you on the next episode of Business of Dance. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to the Business of Dance podcast. For show notes and other episodes, please go to businessofdance.net slash podcast. To learn more about Business of Dance and stay up to date with all the episode releases, as well as lots of extra studio tips and tricks, please like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram. If you have any questions, topic suggestions, or wish to be a guest on the podcast, please contact us at podcast at businessofdance.net. We appreciate you taking the time to rate and review us on iTunes and wish you a great day. Stay tuned for next week's episode and until then, keep dancing your way to the business you have always desired.